call the uh, Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, December the 12th, uh, 2016. Aware that the record shows the, minute, the meeting started at three minutes after five. Um, we have the adoption of the agenda, or these people should have agendas in front of them. Are there um, are there any additions? Administration has two additions, uh, both in camera and uh, the personnel. Are there any additions, walk-ons from council? What about deletions? Okay. I'm only hopeful for you. <laughs> I'm delighted when the additions come. Um, I'll take a motion to adopt the agenda as amended. Um, Sacha, call in favor. Passed. That takes us to the minutes of the November 28th, uh, 2016 regular meeting of council. Are there any changes that are, are required there? I need clarifications. Errors, that sort of thing. Your Worship, I, I read them and they looked okay to me, but uh, motion 1611-433 through uh, 436, I guess it, the, the language is we're licensing owners of bicycles. Is, is that what we're doing or are we licensing? It, just the way it's, it's worded, it, uh, it seems as though the uh, what was the bylaw initially called? So that, that's what the language was. I didn't, I didn't know we were licensing owners of bicycles, but I thought we were licensing bicycles, but it, it's fine. It just, uh, I thought it was rather humorous. Okay. Pass that along to the this and that crowd. Maybe, Maybe that's where it fits. Okay. Um, any, anything else? I would move the November 28th minutes. You adopted as presented? As presented, yeah. All in favor? That takes us to uh, public hearing, I understand. So we have one public hearing, Mr. Parker. We do need, sir, your worship. And the uh, public hearing involves? Bylaw 1992, the Citadel Area Structure Plan Amendment. Okay. So um, I will uh, declare the statutory public hearing open and that this hearing is to be held pursuant to section 7, 8, 230, 606, and 692 of the Municipal Government Act. And I will uh, ask Ms. Allen to confirm what the purpose of the public hearing is. Um, the hearing is to propose amendment to the Citadel Area Structure Fund. These changes the proposed site for the low-rise apartment complex to a stormwater facility in the surrounding green space. And uh, <coughs> when was the public hearing notice advertised in the local newspaper? It was advertised in the Rector Gazette on November 30th and December 7th. And were there any written submissions received that are not included in the public hearing agenda package? No. Um, so I just want to advise people that anyone that's giving oral presentations that they're clearly to state their name uh, and that their presentations are to be brief and to the point. The order for statutory public hearing presentations will be uh, development officer or designate. Those in favor of the bylaw, those opposed to the bylaw, and then any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. And after that, I will allow, um, I will allow for questions uh, from members of council after each presentation. And uh, I'll also allow a concluding statement from those who have made presentations. Uh, and then after the presentations are made, I will, uh, I will uh, proceed with closing the hearing. So, uh, if I can ask for the uh, development officer or designate uh, to come forward, uh, it sounds like we have two of them today. Mr. Bowden, municipal planner. 
in the flag inspector of engineering infrastructure. Okay, go ahead. We're here for that uh, bylaw 1992. Uh, it is an amendment to the bylaw 1915, which was the Citadel Park Area Structure Plan. It proposes to amend the bylaw to remove an apartment site complex and replace that with a stormwater pond and surrounding green space. The area structure plan amendment adjusts the population forecasts uh, accordingly to remove the, the apartments. It also provides updated future land use plan and uh, proposes that the future zoning for the commercial site go from C2, which is highway commercial, to CM, which is neighborhood commercial. It slightly uh, reorients one of the access streets off of 90th Street uh, to accommodate for grade changes and removes the tot lot from the uh, north section of the area and provides just one major park space within the, the neighborhood. Uh, it also proposes that the development would be developed in three phases. So that removes the fourth phase, which was the uh, apartment block. We have received, uh, or we sent out the a notice of the amendment to all of our neighboring municipalities. Uh, all three rural neighbors have responded and indicated they have no concern. The notice was also sent to Alberta Transportation and CN Rail, who have both responded. CN Rail provided their uh, their standard proximity uh, recommendations for any development within proximity of a principal uh, branch line. And Alberta Transportation responded and indicated that the uh, transportation impact assessment or traffic impact assessment for this development has not been approved yet by transportation. Uh, both of those, or that, uh, can be addressed at the time of subdivision as well. I can take any questions that Council might have. Any questions of Ms. Morty? Was the traffic impact assessment completed and submitted or it hasn't been submitted yet? Uh, with the initial area structure plan, 1915, there was a traffic impact assessment. I, not to my knowledge that it was ever actually accepted by Alberta Transportation. Uh, at, at this time, as far as I know, an updated version that reflects the fact that the area, the apartment building has been removed. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay. Just curious on uh, timelines. So the area structure plans here, but there's no time frame that, that goes over top of this thing. It's, it's open-ended. If, if it was passed, it would be in effect until if something happens with these revisions, there's no end date on it. There's no start date, there's no end date. This enables development, it doesn't care. <coughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, is there anybody in favor of the bylaw that wishes to come forward and speak? Uh, Mr. Whitman? Good evening, Council. My name is Randy Whiten with Citadel Park Developments. This is Ben Pitt with Tech Area Engineering, my engineer. And uh, I know you've all seen these, these drawings before. Uh, for for purpose of clarification, I just simply to bring it up again. Uh, the major change we're making is, is changing the, the former apartment site into a stormwater management pond. Uh, the principal reason for this is to simply, it's a better use of the site. It's, it's, it's an excavated area. It will, it will regrade nicely into a, into a holding facility. We don't envision it holding water, simply the gathering of water, the, the drainage is quite satisfactory. It'll move along and, and we'll have, we'll have all, all facilities in place to, to handle the proper drainage of the site according to engineer's recommendations. Um, other changes on the site are rather minor uh, based on the requirements of the planner. And uh, we, we simply feel it's a better use of the land, a more opportune use of the land. And I don't feel that the market in Peace River is going to allow that apartment site to be sold in the next 10 years. This way we can create some lots, block up basements, that take advantage of, of park frontage and create a much nicer community. Any questions, uh, Mr. Wheaton? 
Is that stormwater pond, or the area where the storm pond is, the old gravel pit, it does not hold water at this point? No, it holds no water at this point. Even the small depressions, they, they drain out in 15 minutes. I've never seen a pile on that side. Just one, Your Worship. I think I asked you this before, but uh, just in the plan in regards to the uh, the trails or pathways, I see one on the on the north side. There. Do you have one running along Shaftesbury as well? There was there one there? Uh, I don't believe there'll be anything on Shaftesbury. No, uh, that that wasn't required of, of the planners when we were putting this plan together. Um, you mean just right along here? Yeah. Uh, no. I know there's one on the other side. I'm just wondering, is that are you tying in your pathways to that? Or? Uh, well, I would I would imagine at some point there'll be street crossings, pedestrian crossings. Uh, you know, we we still have to deal with the intersection effects that transportation is going to want, but there will be crosswalks at the intersections. I'm fairly certain. Uh, there won't be any necessarily physical tie-in with anything across the street. I don't believe there's any other questions for Mr. Whitman. Uh, thank you for your presentation. Thank you very much. And I will ask if there's anyone opposed to the bylaw, and if so, if they wish to make a presentation to come forward. Second call for those opposed to the bylaw. Third call for those opposed to the bylaw. Um, I will uh, assume that uh, we don't have any opposition to the bylaw, at least in this room. Uh, is there any person who who feels that they're uh, affected who wishes to be heard? Uh, please come forward. Uh, first, second call for any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. Third call for any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. Uh, seeing no one come forward, I will uh, I will uh, just um, I will uh, go to the uh, our planning officer, uh, Ms. Modi, and ask her if she wishes to make a concluding statement. Mr. Whitten. And I will declare this public hearing closed. Thank you. And we will uh, deal with the bylaw immediately. Uh, well, I, I don't believe there's any presentations today, Mr. Parker. Your Worship. We will then go uh, to the request for decision under bylaws regarding your amendment to Citadel, Citadel Park Area Structure Plan for the second and third reading. And um, Ms. Modi will uh, lead the discussion on the, on the RFD. So this is second and third reading of bylaw 1992. Great, so before you is the option to pass, or pass second third reading of bylaw 1992, which is the amendment to the area structure plan for the Citadel Park area. Um, as we have just recently heard, the Citadel area structure plan was first adopted in 2009 and subsequently amended in 2012. And it provides a planning direction for development of a mixed density residential neighborhood with a commercial lot at the main entrance. Uh, the development has not proceeded since that area structure plan was adopted and now the developer has proposed to change the area structure plan to remove a low-rise apartment complex and add in a stormwater facility and surrounding green space. Uh, the proposed amendment does eliminate 90 apartment dwelling units and reduces the anticipated population from 740 people to 517. Uh, the, the apartment site was proposed for an old gravel pit and to develop the apartment at that site would have required significant foundation work that would have likely increased the cost to the developer, making the uh, financial feasibility of the development a bigger challenge. Um, 
therefore they proposed to change the ground consent to a stormwater pond that also allows us to have a fairly large green space at the uh, center south of the development area. The stormwater pond would ultimately be developed in phase three and there would be interim stormwater management systems in place for phase one and two of the development. The amendment also changes the access off of 90th Street and adding a roadway and a buffer between it and the existing 88th Street and the industrial lands to the west. And that will also grade the site down uh, so that there's a significant grade change between it and the industrial lands to the west. The amendment also proposes an MR walkway between the two cul-de-sacs and that does remove a top lot uh, from adjacent to that walkway and it means that the uh, that change is consistent with the town's parks and trails plan which proposes that the town won't accept any park space of less than 0.3 hectares for that top lot of 0.12. Uh, this uh, amendment to the area structure plan will allow administration to consider a development permit application for stripping filling and grading or excavation and grading uh, the developer does propose to grade the site significantly, which will be conducive to the site plan that has been presented in the area structure plan. Um, right now, that grading plan isn't consistent with the currently adopted area structure plan, so it's not something that administration can consider until our planning framework is consistent. Uh, however, that application, while we do have some information, there's still additional information that the developer needs to provide to administration before we can consider that application. That includes the proposed site and condition and site restoration plans, any proposals for preventing nuisance complaints with respect to the hauling activities that would be required, proposed access, haul routes, and haul activities, proposed timing and phasing of those activities, and a roadside development permit from Alberta Transportation. Once that information is received, then administration would be in the position to make a decision on that application. Uh, this bylaw was circulated for feedback. Uh, all of our neighbors have suggested that they have no concerns. Uh, CN Rail has indicated that we should consider their principal branch line requirements with respect to this development. Uh, this area is approximately 35 meters from their line with a roadway in between. Uh, and Alberta Transportation has indicated that there's further work that needs to be done for a traffic impact assessment prior to their final approval for this development. Well, they've indicated that they support in principle the idea of this development. Uh, the ASP is consistent with the direction set by our MVP, um, but further development for the ASP into developable lots will still require additional information, including the traffic impact assessment, a stormwater management plan, and a signed development agreement between the town and the developer. So before you today, there are three options. The first is for council to provide second and third reading to bylaw 1992. The second would be to provide only second reading and require further information is submitted before the ASP is uh, finalized. And option three would be to not move forward with uh, bylaw 1992. The administration does recommend that council provide second and third reading this evening. I've actually had a chance to ask some smarty questions, <laughs> so I don't know if there's any more questions to be asked. I've come up with one. Oh. So, <laughs> um, will the developer have to show the town um, an agreement with CN, saying CN approves whatever is happening? CN doesn't have approval over okay. the development. That is the town's jurisdiction. CN has the power to suggest, and they have provided us yeah. those. So we can take those comments in, into consideration when we're working through our development agreement. Well, it's quite upfront that that's there. So what are the legal ramifications of approving air inspector panel when we know there's no deficiencies with this particular application? Like, is that acceptable to approve the air inspector plan and then require all that stuff later, like the highway That's very difficult. The subdivision process allows for us to require more information before we actually make uh, new legal laws. So this is providing direction and indicating that the town is, is happy with the direction that this is moving in and supports it, but we're, we haven't created new laws as yet. So that's when all of the I's and 
seeds must be done in the process. In an ideal world, we would have all this information, but everything. I'm just wondering, like I'm thinking if this is ever in the court, a judge would say, well, you had the opportunity to require that at the um, structure plan phase, you should have required it there. I'm not going to require them to provide it. We absolutely have the opportunity to require it at the subdivision phase. You're, you're positive about that. Yeah. Okay. And also the updating this area structure plan puts us into the exact same position that we're currently in. Right now we do have an adopted area structure plan. The TIA is outstanding in terms of moving forward. So it doesn't really change our situation. Someone want to put forward a motion? Your Worship, I'd be willing to put a motion on the floor that we provide second reading to bylaw 1992. All in favor? Can we go straight to third, third reading? No. Okay. Do you want a motion? I'll make a motion, Your Worship, to go to third reading of the bylaw. All in favor of the bylaw? Passed. <coughs> there is structure plan for suitable developments is hereby. Very good. Thank you. That takes us to uh, new business. And uh, we have another request for decision. This is uh, regarding the Purple Run uh, letter of support for Purple Run Society. decision is around uh, a letter of support for the Purple Rung Foundation. Our administration met with Purple Rung on the 10th of November to discuss the foundation's plans to construct micro-housing and traditional shelters uh, within the town of Peace River for the homeless property population. They've requested a letter of support from the mayor and the council in favor of the project. And Purple Rung have also requested support amending the existing land use bylaw to accommodate the project. So as mentioned, we met with them on the 10th of November and to provide them uh, some information around the restrictions of uh, what they're proposing for building uh, in terms of microhousing and the limitations of the zoning that they currently were looking at in placing these microhouses. Uh, and further, we also uh, discussed uh, process if they want to amend the land use bylaw to uh, allow the shelters. Uh, uh, we also discussed the process in doing that as well. So at this time, Purple Run provided a development permit application. The application is refused under the current plan of these bylaw, and as the bylaw does not contemplate the use nor give the administration the authority to approve it within the town, there are a couple of options to amend the land use bylaw that would allow such an application to be considered. With the council's direction, administration is able to begin working on a possible amendment options to the land use bylaw that would enable this type of use. However, the work would entail a significant amount of staff resources to research the options to enable this use, present these to council and draft the appropriate amendment. In addition, because this type of use is not typically contemplated, or is not currently contemplated within the town's bylaw, and given the potential incompatibility between this use and neighboring lands, the process of development options and determining a recommendation should include community consultation to raise to raise awareness of the proposed change, provide opportunity for feedback and provide staff the opportunity to incorporate the feedback into the draft. The consultation process would also also require staff resources. So in addition to the zoning and bylaw restrictions, Purple Rung have been formed have been informed by the town administration that other requirements, including Alberta's building code, Alberta fire code, and Alberta health code would also need to be researched and adhered to as part of this process. 
So we, the ask today is option one, approve the letter of support for the Purple Run Foundation. This would allow Purple Run to pursue funding uh, for their goal of uh, providing micro housing. And at this time, uh, I don't see any disadvantages just in the letter of support. Option two, do not approve the letter of support for the Purple Run Foundation. And this would not allow Purple Run to pursue funding. Uh, there are no clear advantages at this time for not approving the letter uh, that administration would put forth at this time. And option three is direct administration to draft amendments to the land use bylaw to allow the development and construction of microhousing type shelters in the location requested by Purple Run. Advantages allows administration to ensure amendments are correctly presented and in accordance with town policies and provincial statutes. Disadvantages, uh, this option would take considerable resources currently allocated to other towns by the planning department. Administration's recommendation is to direct administration to draft a letter of support for the mayor's signature in support of Purple Run's activities. As part of this letter of support, we would request that Purple Run increase their communication and consult consultation with town residents, town service providers, and other affected parties. As an attachment, I have it, a draft letter of support. Your worship, and be happy to take any questions. Any questions? Well, I don't. I don't have any questions, but uh, you would allow me to offer my opinion. Uh, your worship and council, I, I'm sympathetic to the, the Purple Run group, um, but after I'm sympathetic, there's a big but. Uh, it's not clear to me how changing the land use bylaw is going to solve homelessness in Peace River. Uh, my question is, where's the provincial government on a strategy that works for homeless people in rural Alberta? Without that provincial support and the funding, the local tax base will carry all the costs. My suggestion is once you have the provincial support, then decide on the strategy. And that strategy may or may not involve land use changes and may or may not involve purple rung and micro home approach. I would suggest that why would we not use the private housing market? Then provide the needed intervention supports, mental health, ADAC, social assistance, job creations. There are many other approvals and alternatives uh, that need to be considered before I can support this uh, project. Uh, anybody else? So option one, um, my true <coughs> understanding this, it allows Purple Run to go ahead and try to get funding to use for whatever purposes of their foundation. That's correct. They, they would still have to tackle the other hurdles as well, but this, this would just allow them to pursue funding. And the letter clearly states that um, this is not, uh, if the letter was to go as is, it's not approving work to or locations or anything. That's correct. That's okay. Thanks. Just in support of their initiatives. So um, have they actually identified to you what the funding sources they are? Have they identified the funding sources they're going after? They did for they uh, did share one application or one item that they uh, had planned to pursue. Um, I don't recall that at the top of my head, but um, we are I think generally unknown about their other uh, funding or revenue to to do this type of work. And their point was that without the town of Peace Rivers acknowledgement at least they couldn't even proceed with those applications well they they believe it would strengthen their application i'm sure but it would it, but it wouldn't um, necessarily um, do the application well i guess the other thing that i have is um, kind of looking at this letter and it says the town would also recommend uh, and request that purple Run proactively engage the residents of the town of peace river town health service providers how do we know if they do that we're recommending they do that. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Well, I think once we start reaching the next stage of 
uh, looking at the land use bylaw, we that would be an indefinite requirement for any use. I, I'm, I'm sure it would be, but I guess my point is, I think that they should do a lot of that engagement before we even consider a land use bylaw. I want to know that the community, at least, or at least a good portion of it, is in support of their request. I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly that we shouldn't be committing a bunch of our staff time and resources to something that does not have the appeal to the majority of the community. So my recommendation is that they go do that first. Come back to the town and say, look, we've talked to the healthcare people, we've talked to uh, the policing, um, we've talked to the code people that we have in place, so come back with us. First off, a proposal that meets those codes, to me that's ridiculous that they come forward and the proposal doesn't even meet the building code. I mean, we shouldn't even be considering this until that comes forward. That's, that's my position. So I, I look at it and I guess I'm also uncomfortable with, you know, pursue a public communications strategy. I, I think perhaps the best thing to do is rather than we uh, we give you all these uh, negative view of this, and then you you try and pass it on. Maybe we should get them here for a governance of priorities committee meeting, and we can lay it on. We can we can tell them exactly what we have in mind, or where we think the even where we think the barriers are. But for for me, I'd want to see a public communications plan up front. And I guess this is. Somewhat what Councillor Sawtuck is, is getting at. But can you define the problem for me? I, I'm not asking you, this is a rhetorical question, but can they define the problem for me? From other agencies that, that, uh, that communicate to us, um, there, there doesn't seem to be a large homeless problem. There, there are a number of people that are out on the streets, but they have homes. Um, I, I would say that there's probably a, uh, one individual I know that, that is homeless here in Chelsea Church, but that doesn't warrant a whole micro, a micro shelter approach. And in fact, a, um, an Aaron Ford is probably going to say this is, Councillor Ford is, uh, if, well, when they talked to us earlier, it was, this is going to be a stepping stone to allow homeless people to have a, have a fixed address, and it will allow them to access some of the educational supports that are here in town. But can we not do that through through, uh, through this organization actually renting out a house and turning it into a halfway house of some description rather than uh, um, a, whole, a whole micro housing uh, system that you've got to develop codes and regulations for. So, uh, uh, well, you pretty you pretty much said it. Like I myself wasn't aware that we had a homeless issue in Peace River. The agencies and the boards that I sit on, um, from my understanding, that when you want to talk about the individuals that sleep on the riverbank or or whatever they choose to do in the summertime, um, from what I've heard, they do have residents. So in the summertime, they just maybe choose to sleep on the shores of the peace rather than going home. I don't see anybody sleeping out on the river bank right now. Mind you, it is 40 below. But do we have any reports or any or any stats or any engagement as far as homelessness in Peace River? Do we have a study on that? Because to me, it sounds just like it sounds just like that. From their presentation, it was to provide a stepping stone to as a referral service to get individuals to help basically to help themselves get into these programs, but I thought we already had that. But through the ADACs, through mental health, and through the other, all those referring agencies that we have here in the server. So I'm just kind of concerned about where this is actually going. 
Yeah, let's define the problem first and then determine if there's a need for the solution. Well, I, and I, I think I tried to say that, and maybe I didn't say it clearly enough. I mean, the Purple Rum Group, again, uh, I acknowledge their work, but they've landed on a particular strategy, transitional shelters. I'm just saying there's other strategies besides this to solve the problem. Uh, we haven't talked about it. I guess my issue is, you know, and I think Council David was talking about the, the, the foundation, housing foundation, and I don't know that they meet this particular need. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't. You know, I've talked to people that wanted to get in it, they couldn't get in. You know, there's vacancies clearly shown on, on the record there, but it, why aren't people getting into it? I think this is a, a step forward to enable to deal with a certain segment of population. I, I'd like to see the statistics. I can't believe that there are not people that would meet at least some definition of, of homeless in Peace River. The fact that when they opened the doors, people showed up and lived there, you know, if they had a home, it, it wasn't close enough so they could easily, easily get there. I, to me, I think this is a positive step forward. They really need to do something. I think when when uh, when we just kind of say, well, proof, they, we're just throwing a bunch of hurdles at them. And I don't know if they're here's a group of town residents that identified a potential problem. They've done, obviously done some school ground. They've been meeting on this for at least six months. They've talked to a number of different people. I think they've done a fair amount of homework. They maybe haven't shared that with us. So I guess I would go along with so me. Do you think that they've actually defined the problem or do you think that they've developed a solution that they, that, that they uh, feel that we can, we can put some venture capital in and they can take it elsewhere where there really is a homeless problem. I, I, well, and I'd like to, I, I'm not going to say yes or no to either one, but we don't have a, if we can't define the problem, then we don't, we don't have a problem. Well, that's right, Greg, your suggestion, we should have them here where we have a sit-down discussion and talk about it, you know, just get them in the room and not here, in the Tulsa Davis room or someplace else where we can sit around the table and have a, have a, frank discussion about it and get them to bring all their their cards and lay them out on the table so we can look at and see what they're doing. Uh, and, I, and perhaps you could put a motion to that effect that uh, we, we invite them to a Governments uh, and Priorities Committee meeting. But uh, having said that, I, I'd like them to come prepared to, the, to, the, to that meeting and have a communication, well, A, define what the problem is, uh, have our communications and if there really is a problem, uh, communications plan to to consult and um, and and how they because part of putting a house or a microstructure in place is only and I said this up there last time I came here it, it's just that's the easy part. All, what about all the wraparound services that homeless people? really need to uh, to get back on their feet uh, who's who's going to supply those and uh, um, so we need to figure out that that part afterwards um i think uh, one of the categories of homelessness that um, we haven't discussed here or hasn't been brought forth was one of the ones that they did in their previous uh, presentation and that is the um, the number that they say are couch surfers. So I agree that we should have more information brought forth. Um, I hate not to, I don't want to cut them off totally. So I guess maybe one more bit of clarification. Um, you know, after my previous statements, um, I so strongly believe in that. But I think the request these people are making is a, a letter of support so that they can get the funding do those investigations? Is that not it? Or part of it? I would say it's not part of it. I'm not sure, entirely sure what uh, is the form of funding towards. Uh, part of it would be towards uh, getting some properly done engineered drawings for their shelters. I mean, that was part of what they're asked. Uh, and I think part of it could be for part of the communications plan as well. Well, I, I think uh, as part of that, could they not? Uh, 
I think they need to identify what sources of funding that, that they want to go after. It, to me, it, to me, this is a, it's a, it's a hodgepodge. This is they're just flying by the seat of their pants here. I think you are doing them a favor by asking them to be organized. But I think there needs to be a logical progression to this, and I I personally don't think you want to get them looking at getting a codes update and engineer drawings if if we're not going to prove it at all. So I think we have that discussion. Is is this and a, a project that we accept in community or is the neighborhood? I'm not even sure what neighborhood. I, I, I don't I don't see how you get to microhouses as a solution. Yeah. How do we how do we all of a sudden come to the conclusion that building a bunch of microhouses is going to solve homelessness? Like, I don't get it. Like why don't we talk to professionals that are in this business? Like, this is and, and, and realistically, I mean, there's a whole private housing market out there. Take advantage of it. Provide those wraparound services. Provide the intervention and, and help these people. I mean, building microhouses. I I don't I don't see how that's going to help. How do you how do you use it? How are you saying the private housing market is going to fill this void? Well, so find out. Well, I would suggest that the provincial government came up with a rural strategy for homelessness for rural Alberta. Whatever that strategy is, it, it may be building microhouses or it may be using a private market. So why use private landlords? Provide some assurances to those landlords that these are good tenants. Provide some assurances to the landlords that the funding will be there and the services will be there and use that system instead of creating another one. So if that's the way that we think that this would need to go, then these individuals may need some help lobbying. And I think that's another area of support the town can offer, is helping to lobby the provincial government on other ways to look and make sure that we're looking at all of the solutions for homelessness. Like, I, when I got involved with the soup kitchen back in 2005, homelessness was a new reality to me at that point, and it was still there. And whether we see it or not, it's still there. I, I think what we see in the winter when it gets to be minus 40, they do find places to go, but that does not mean that they have a home. So I still think it's an issue. I think it's an issue in a lot of northern communities that we need to address. Um, so I mean, I think what we should probably be doing is sitting down with the organization in an informal environment. I, would, I wouldn't say in this formal environment, even in a PNG, sit down with them in a meeting separate from council, have a conversation with them, find out exactly what it is that we think that we can help them with, and whether it's lobbying the provincial government for other avenues or whether, you know, like I think, I think this is something that we need to look at addressing. Well, I'd like to see the, see the definition of the problem. Can I jump in? Yeah. I, I think that the, the problem that we're having is that the town of Peace River as a municipality, and some municipalities have housing, they've addressed housing issues, they've addressed homelessness, homelessness issues, they've looked at it from a strategic level and then they've moved on from there. The Tennessee server doesn't have any of that framework. We just, it's not, not a place the municipality's ever gone, as far as I'm aware. So, it, and now we've got Purple Run coming to us with a very specific project. And I think that all these other talk of initiatives, I mean, that's good stuff that's more at a strategic level and I don't disagree with any of it, but from Purple, Purple Rung's perspective, I have a feeling they're, they're talking about their specific initiative and trying to address homelessness from that particular angle. That's their interest. That's where they see a, a niche and a, a way to do it that they're interested in pursuing. And I, so I don't know, I'm not sure if they'll be interested in having a broader and all I'm saying is, let's get the provincial support before we get into this thing. We get the provincial government support, then we can look at the alternatives for whatever the delivery is. Otherwise, we're going to be in the boat by ourselves. I'll make a motion that we, uh, as we've discussed, arrange to meet with them in a more less formal situation to scope out the problem and, and step forward. Um, you have a before date in mind? I was thinking sometime in January. Our uh, CAO will be up on holidays for most of January. Or you can send someone else. Well, January's going to be a busy month. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think 
I'm, I'm not prepared to sit down with them in January. You guys might be, but I'm not. Maybe February, maybe March, something reasonable. Put a deadline date down to it, but January 30th is. How long ago was it they were here? They came and made a president of council. That was more than six weeks ago, wasn't it? And they met with, if you read the minutes, they met with uh, the town on November 10th, 2016. So that's uh, a month. Administrative staff. I, I understand that if it's a provincial or federal government, that's all I would expect the town to move a little bit quicker. No, I, no, I, I guess you can you can say January 30th, but it's, it's you and one other individual and the only people that show up. Well, <laughs> The only ones with the time to do that, so. so you have to put a reasonable date down there. Okay, January 30th, huh? Okay. All in favor? Against? Do you vote? Okay. I vote for Okay. So there's a uh, January 30th. Invitation, which is to ratify uh, Mr. Burr's trip to Red Deer to meet with Brian and company. So uh, I think this is pretty straightforward. Uh, so someone make a motion to ratify the uh, to ratify uh, enabling Councillor Burr to attend the provincial transit engagement. I move that uh, Councillor Bird be enabled to attend the Red Deer Transit uh, engagement with the provincial government December 9th. Okay, all in favor? Uh, this next one is a request for decision regarding the airport. I'm going to excuse myself from this for a conflict of interest. Council, um, sorry, this uh, was actually sent out today. We did have it done earlier, but uh, I was hoping to actually have um, the, the, the agreement in front of you. Um, basically, uh, what, what has happened over the past uh, eight years, uh, municipal councils uh, around uh, Peace River have been engaged in a discussion about uh, supporting the airport and developing uh, an agreement. Um, as we start going through the process in 2010, an agreement was uh, reached. However, um, it was uh, suggested that they wait until the new council comes into place and uh, the new council can have the opportunity to uh, sign off on the document. Uh, 2010 occurred, new council came in and they chose not to sign off on the agreement. And um, that decision actually cost the town of Peace River over a million dollars in uh, funding from our municipal partners. When 2013 occurred, uh, the new council was very proactive in trying to get this uh, uh, committee back up again and seeing if there's a process to go forward. And um, what happened was is, uh, uh, just this August, um, uh, after numerous meetings, um, it was decided to go the Park 9 route. So a motion was passed, motion number 1608213, uh, in which was to form a Park 9 company with our surrounding municipal partners. However, since then, and that was because we couldn't form a society, we were looking at doing a society. So since then, um, subsequent to uh, that uh, meeting, we had another meeting in uh, November, right near the end, 29th, and uh, the municipal partner said, you know, we just need a simple agreement. We don't need a part nine, we don't need a society, we don't need uh, any other uh, type of thing. We're all uh, supportive of this airport organization. It's like a, a simple little agreement. And so um, basically um, all the partners agreed to this. And so that's uh, what has been brought forward to us today is the principle of uh, moving forward with entering into an agreement with the company Northern Sunrise, Northern Lights, MVPs, Town of Grimshaw, 
uh, on this, uh, an agreement uh, that's similar to the Part 9 formula and for a term not to extend uh, seven years. We will also have to rescind motion uh, number 1608-13, which is the Part 9 company motion that we passed in August. It, it's one. It's, it's just we just do the one to send the motion act and then to enter it. Uh, why don't we make it three? We could do that too. So, uh, motion to. Are there any questions with Mr. Parker? I did a lot of clarification on the actual lost opportunity cost. You said it was over a million dollars. Like, I figure it was the three years of the previous council plus. The three years it's taken us to get this point, it's costing the town or has been costing the town about seven hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, approximately uh, above and beyond. Yes, and so with the agreement, the town will recover sixty percent of those costs from from Correct. our partners. Correct. So it'd be sixty percent of seven hundred thousand over a six-year period. So that's going to be quite a bit more than. And, and not every year with seven hundred thousand. Some years were lower, some years you no. Know, but they basically were, well, were the last two have been not the greatest. Okay. All right. Just on the term, so uh, is it seven years? Uh, it's it's it just not to exceed seven years. Yeah, so so um, is it six or is it seven? It, 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 it could be up to seven. Okay. Mr. Mayor, I would move that we rescind motion 1608213. Based on similar principles and formulas of the Part 9 company uh, to share the costs of the Peace River Regional Airport for a term not to exceed seven years. So, who wants to make that? I'll make that motion for sure. All in favor? Thank you very much. Check registries. Are there any questions on the check I would uh, move uh, the check registries November uh, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 28th. Information section. There's a uh, there's a uh, minute meeting minutes for the Peace Library System Board. There's a letter from Municipal Affairs regarding policing costs. Um, there's a letter from Municipal Affairs regarding the Peace Regional Recreational Center. Uh, there's a letter from the Minister of Public Services regarding the Canada Post Corporation. Peace Library System's 2017 budget, request for decision on the, is that a request for decision? Those are just minutes of the Community Services Museum Board and the Regional Rec Facility. That's correct, it's just minutes, it's just a approved minutes. So are there any uh, any of those seven items which one or more councillors want to highlight? 
Matt, I have a question. Uh, on the community service board and the museum board minutes, uh, what we see is just the, the, the minutes as they're adopted. Um, should not those um, reports that are presented to that committee be attached and included as part of the, this or those available elsewhere? Um, we use Civic Web, so you can find the full agenda package at any point on Civic Web. But we've only ever provided the minutes, and as for the bylaws of both those boards, it's just the minutes that are provided to council. So if I wanted to actually read those reports, those would be available on Civic Web. Correct. Anybody else have any one on score anything or have questions? I understand uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Myers is here um, and is willing to to answer any questions regarding the policing costs update. But I got the impression this was just uh, thanks for your letter. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll blow you off for another 12 months. <laughs> letter. Well, this isn't your letter. It's from uh, <coughs> Daniel. Which, so which letter are we referring to? Oh, okay. But that isn't on. Oh, sorry, yes, I thought that was that one. That's not even an agenda item. It's exactly the end of budget deliberations. Okay. Wait. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can stay there. I guess we'll be there next. Yeah, so Daniel Maravay said, Yeah, we hear your cons we, we hear your whining about the high policing costs, but too bad, so sad. Um, <laughs> And there, likewise, she also sent a letter on the Peace Regional Recreational Center saying that, yeah, guys, I don't think I can help find your direct place. Uh, but I guess we'll, we'll see what we can do about uh, approaching her again. And uh, Canada Post Corporation. <coughs> uh, anything worth highlighting there? Junie Foote actually signed this one. This is her public services and picture. Dave, maybe a, a motion? So, so while the staff sergeant here, can I ask a question about those monthly reports you sent? Yeah. I can't remember the exact thing. Like, there seems like there's two separate reports there. Well, one's, yeah, one's what? I can't remember the other one. Can you explain in a nutshell the difference between those two reports? Um, I can't advise that uh, Matthew Howard or Alice uh, compiles those reports, and uh, you'll get, uh, I believe, every quarter a um, five year comparison report, and then monthly it's uh, zone reporting. So it's specific to that month compared to the year prior. And then every quarter, you'll get reports that'll say, um, in the last five years, this is what this quarter has looked like. Um, so that's what the, the difference in the reports normally is. So it's, so the, the reports both cover the same geographical area. Like it's not specific to the, within the, Municipal boundaries of the town of East River. Uh, no, uh, the reports that I sent to the municipal uh, or to uh, Alish are for municipal boundaries. So all of our files are coded specifically each instance with a um, an atom code, and that's specific to an area. So we have atoms for Northern Sunrise County. We have atoms for Northern Lights, specific to each individual address. And as the system's populated since 2005 those atoms are added. So um, depending on the, the, the civic addresses in town, they would be specific to that. 
So maybe just further to that. So we get this WAD summary municipal detachments. And so that report would be all municipal detachments in Western Alberta District. So Drayton Valley, Grand Prairie, East River, White Court. And then we get one called Peace Regional Municipal Detachments. That is specific to the town of Peace River for that time period. So it would not include um, Northern Sunrise, etc. That's no. in the other. A motion to accept items, uh, I guess this is 9.1 through 9.7 for information. Who wants to make that motion? Councilor Needham is on the record. Anyone in favor? Okay. Any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? Concur, thank you, Worship. And uh, are there any comments? Uh, any member of the public wishes to make? I've not actually seen many members from the public at this meeting. So we will move to, uh, well actually uh, we have the press here, they probably want to uh, sit through the budget deliberations, is that correct? Don't sound so excited. Your Worship, could I request a couple minute breaks so I can run out of my vehicle and get my budget books? Okay, we'll take a uh, we'll take a uh, five ten minute break uh, uh, to allow people to get organized for the budget.